our partners shouldn't ask why TA is in the meeting and we shouldn't ask why we're there. We should justify that and we should have perspective, right? And education and bring something to the table every time we're in that conversation. So integrate, understand, and you would deliver nine times out of 10. Hello, and welcome to the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dull. And on this show, we interview today's industry leaders in talent acquisition to discuss challenges, best practices, and what the future holds. If you are working in talent acquisition and have always wanted to sit down with your peers at other companies to exchange ideas and learn, well, this show is the next best thing. Join us each week as we bring you a new expert interview and extract their expertise. This episode is brought to you by SageMark HR. Transform your recruiting practices with leading edge technology. Selecting the right recruiting solutions to enable your strategy is one of the biggest challenges leaders face today. You know technology will help, but searching all the options to find out what will work best for your specific needs can be both overwhelming and time consuming. At SageMark HR, we make selecting the right recruiting technology easy. Our proven process has helped companies such as 3M, Comcast, Stryker, Walgreens, and many more. Reach out to us at SageMark HR for a free consultation to learn how we can help you improve results with less stress and confidently change from reacting to leading. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dull, and today we have a fun conversation with my friend, Jonathan Robbins. Jonathan is the head of Global TA at Evoke. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, of course. So we've had some conversations in the past. If you wouldn't mind, go ahead and share with the audience a little bit about your background. We always like to share kind of how you got started in TA. That's usually interesting. And then just kind of high level where you've been in your career leading up to your current role. Absolutely. Thank you. So going back a million years. So when I started in TA, I think like many folks wasn't exactly where I think I saw my career headed at the time. I actually have a degree in marketing, advertising, and fine arts. So I went to art school. I graduated from Syracuse University with a visual design degree. So I'm actually a visual designer by education and grade. I graduated in December, right after 9-11. And I live here in New York. So very few job opportunities, especially for folks in the marketing, advertising, and visual design arena. And I didn't have anywhere to live. So I quickly got a job with recruiting executive search firm working specifically within design in the digital, I guess what people were calling interactive and digital channels back in the day when websites were just websites and they didn't really do much there. From there, I was an executive search firm working with some of the largest tech companies and digital agencies here in New York and globally, companies like RGA, huge global companies like Nike, Samsung, Microsoft. I mean, we really worked with them as an extension of their talent to help build their teams. I took what was kind of like digital design at the time and decided to build a practice within our search firm that was more focused on what folks were calling backend back in the day, which was things like information architecture and flash and, and development where the organizations weren't as integrated as they are now and started to build that practice. I'm going to zoom that for about four years. At that point, one of our clients hired me out, a company called Frog Design, which at the time was an innovation company global, the US, Europe, and Shanghai. I built their talent acquisition practice across the US there. They hadn't had that in-house. I was there for a number of years, again, working on innovation product, UX, CX product design roles. From there, I was hired into another company called Interbrand, part of a larger network holding company called Omnicom. Brand strategy innovation company, 
again, these were early days. So a lot of these organizations hadn't made pre investments in talent acquisition and recruiting. And I'm sure we could talk about that, but a lot of the stuff was done in a very passive way through human resources. So came in and built their talent acquisition organization in practice across the US and, and Asia and Europe there. From there, that was about a medium-sized company. So we were hiring a couple hundred people per year. I really wanted to start to get a sense for what hiring at scale was like. Take some of the things you know I've learned from executive search and, and smaller companies more human-centric, kind of purpose-led ways of recruiting and do that at, at scale. So from there, I moved to a larger technology consulting company called Cognizant, where I oversaw recruiting for their digital business, later their incubator accelerator business, and their digital engineering business. We hired about 1,500 people at scale there, near shore, offshore, and, and kind of everywhere. In between, I was there for a number of years, and I was hired in you know, I made the switch from scale to really want to get back to something that's a little bit more mid-sized just because, well, I enjoyed scale and the learnings from there. How can I start to take all of those things and, and figure out the best middle ground for building that out? So I joined a company called Real Chemistry, which was just coming into its own part of a PE-backed organization and was kind of the coming together of a bunch of different companies. And they were trying to figure out how they could start to hire at scale. I was there for a number of years, built their talent position. It's funny how I keep going along in time and I keep saying built the talent acquisition <laughs> practice and they still haven't existed over 15 years, but helped build that team there that was across the US and Europe as well. We hired about a thousand people in 2021. And then I was hired into where I am now, Ovoke, which is a marketing communications company. We can talk a little bit about what we do and where we are, but a very specific moment in time where about 15 different companies coming together and my role is to build talent acquisition across those as a more... I guess you could say centralized practice and organization across all of those 15 companies, both here in the US and in Europe. Yeah, that's great. So you're definitely a builder. Um, that, that comes builder, through. Yep. <laughs> I, yeah, I hear that loud and clear that you continue to go to kind of transformation build types of opportunities. That's exciting. It's a lot of fun. It's interesting. I've been doing this almost 28 years in the TA space. And it's amazing how many organizations still either have very low maturity TA models or no TA really to speak of at all huge opportunity to build and add value. So that's a really exciting space to be in and exciting way to build your career. So yeah, let's chat a little bit about your current role. So share a little bit about Evoke and the organization, what you guys do, how many hires you make, kind of what it is that you're trying to build out there. Evoke is a marketing advertising communications company. We're digitally led, specific really to the healthcare biopharma space. We've had as an organization, a lot of growth in the, in the last couple of years, like a lot of healthcare companies have. I came in at a very unique moment in time for Evoke and really what the role was based off of. And we were part of a larger network called Huntsworth Health. Huntsworth Health and another network called Ashfield Health came together to create a unified, what we can call our parent company, which is Inesio. Within that, they looked at the portfolio of all the companies that they had and they're like, okay, how do we start to organize this in a way that makes sense for our clients and can create our version of a offering from strategy to delivery. So they looked at all the companies within both of those combined portfolios, and they basically said, we're going to take all those companies, put them together, and we're going to create, that's going to be the marketing communications segment of what we do. And we're going to put that under the Evoke brand and the Evoke name. So before I joined, it was a lot of companies under that, one of those two holding networks, but really not unified together as one, and then quickly came together to become Evoke. And my role is to build talent acquisition across all those companies. So we're not just embedded in some of them, but all of them. And we're going to market as an Evoke platform, not just segmented organizations that are competing with themselves 
in market because we're all you know in the marketing and communications, especially in the digital space. Last year, we hired a little over 500 people on the full-time side, another couple hundred on the temp employee side. This year, we have double-digit growth from a revenue perspective. We'll probably be closer to 600 in terms of what we're doing from a full-time hiring perspective. Our team has grown. We're about 15 people now across the US and the, in the EU. It was a third of that. And I started the biggest thing that we're working with and doing. And I think the biggest strategic component of my role is, is how do we build this town acquisition practice and ecosystem in a way that's capability-led in market and not what I usually say you know, when I'm, when I'm on my soapbox. is like, how do we go to market with what we do, not who we are? And to kind of take away some of that like micro agency minded philosophy of getting talent and really looking at the capabilities and core skill sets that we represent as an organization and building wider networks of talent, like going to market in that way. That's where we're different from like a larger holding company. Our teams are not directly, and this was strategic in, in the way I wanted to do it coming in. We're not aligned to companies within the Evoke platform. We're aligned to what our core capabilities are. And it allows us to have teams that can build those relationships in market and build wider talent pools with that subject matter expertise that sits within some of the buckets of what we do that's creative and digital strategy and planning, communications and public relations. Wow, that's great. That's exciting. So as you started, like walk back a little bit as you came into the role and you had this vision for setting it up, kind of a capability-based delivery model, what are some of the first kind of initiatives that you led or that, that rose to the top around setting or laying the foundation for that? you and your team worked on over the last year or so? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great question. I think there's macro components to that and micro components to that, right? And you've been this long enough to know that the magic is in how those two things come together. So having a design degree has been helpful in certain spots. I do try to take a design research approach when I do come into anything in that build mode, right? So like first and foremost, discovery phase, what's happening and what's working, what's not. And the first dialogue I had after the first 30 days here and the way we started to capture data was really to really get start to get people on board. You know, I was like, hey, let's look at the demand that we have organizationally. If you look at our demand across, you know, 13 or 14 different companies, it's going to be small demand within each one of those, but there's going to be redundancies in what that is. So we had a bunch of recruiters doing full desk recruiting, doing everything across the board, right? So they may have had 10 to 15 roles, but they were all different and could feel like isolated roles. And any recruiter knows that's super hard to work a full desk across you know, a variety of different capability. So what I did was I took all the demand we had at that time, let's say it was 200 or 300 open recs, and I broke them down by the core capabilities that we had. And I presented to all of the leaders in those, especially agencies, and said, if you just think free of like who we are as an organization and look at our demand, those 200 to 300 demands, I could break them down to almost three even categories, right? With 60 recs in each from a demand perspective, as opposed to going to market like you are, where each one has 15 different demand and we're spread all over that's A. B, we're finding ourselves in a lot of instances where we're competing with ourselves to the point where I could be in my room, right? And you could be in your room and we're both, you're in one company within Evoke and I'm in the other and we're competing for the same exact person. And literally there was instances we were driving up the cost of that person because we were outbidding each other when we're all paying the same bills. So imagine you're out to you know dinner with someone and, and you're each like competing for who's going to pay for it. And the, and the person's just kind of jacking up the price there. So we found a lot of that. We laid that out and I said, this is what we're going to do. And this is going to be really beneficial for you as an organization. And I know you have P&Ls because we do still deal with separate P&Ls, but from a talent perspective, we really need to start to make this shift from the idea of legacy roles, right? In, within certain organizations to focus on skills and capabilities and starting to create 
opportunities for mobility and integration across those things. And we'll start to see most simple ROI, faster hiring, right? Like we'll be using external vendors as much as we need to. That cost per hire will be going down, better engagement scores, better experiences, right? More quality of hire. So that was really the first month, 30 to 60 days that we were coming in. That was A. B, it was organized. It's a, so much organized. Like with any build, right? You need a blueprint or you're going to build a really crappy house. So, you know, it was a lot of that and you need to play general contractor, right? And you have to organize what this stuff is and start to build out the team in a way that met their skill set, but also the operating model, which we had to put in. So we had to put a completely new operating model in terms of what town acquisition was doing across looking at our partners, who we're working with, like the platforms and products that we're using, our positioning out in market process, right? Like bringing eight applicant tracking systems together in shared ways of working and really do this globally in a connected way. So making sure the team understood that, understood the role that they played within this larger blueprint and roadmap, understand how their role would shift and change and evolve. And I think move away from being admin to a variety of different tasks and have focus on the core things that they need to do, leveling out the team in a way that we have leadership, that we have core developmental drivers, that we have experienced team coming together. Not everyone has to do all of that all the time across the board. So segmentation of, of roles and building out that workforce planning within our own team, and then really taking it, industrializing it in a way that's going to go across the entirety of the platform. I mean, that's a lot. That's a tremendous amount of work in a short no. period of time <laughs> to bring that together and, yeah. and try to orchestrate that. What were, from like a change perspective, knowing what you were coming from and then coming to really kind of a center of excellence or a center-led model like that, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced just from a change perspective, either internally on your team or externally with your internal clients as the hiring managers? And how did you overcome those? One thing about Evoke, which I think as time goes on in my age, right? It's a nicer way of saying as I get it. So you get older and I see more of this stuff in the rear view than I do in the front view, right? Like talent acquisition is such a funny thing. You can come into an organization and I think now it's a little different. Like people see the value of what that is, but they still see it, you know, in a transactional way or you have to spend the first 30, 60 days really emphasizing what the role is and invalidating why, you know, you're into the thing that you're trying to build. A book was awesome. They weren't, no one questioned what we we're trying to do. Everyone saw the value of what we wanted to build. Everyone really has a great perspective around recruiting and understands that need. It's not just a book, it's at the Amnesio level as well. I mean, they made an investment in myself and the team that we're trying to build also. So that was great. You know, that was, sometimes that's the hardest part, right? Like, you uh, yeah, right away. you're unique you and lucky. For... Yeah, you know, and, and you're validating the role and you have to spend the rest of your days validating, you know, the reason that you're there. So everyone across the organization, especially in leadership, was awesome and welcoming in that. And I think it was just a matter of like, sitting down and being like, teach us. Like, we're not here to put roadblocks in the way. We just don't know what we don't know, you know? And we want to understand like better ways of working. What does this mean? How do we continue to build that? You know, some businesses had recruiters that they had brought in themselves. Others were using external partners. So really just trying to spend those times building those connections and creating the value of what it was. Now, part of it, we, I came in the very, like I said earlier, specific moment in time, which was great because we were all coming together at the same time. So we could do that you know, in a shared way, but the team's been awesome about what that is. The other thing is, and I think this is where my background is, I've been really fortunate, you know, when we were going earlier and talking about my evolution through the TA space, not just to build, but being able to do that in different environments, which it's so funny how, I mean, you know, this friend, depending on what clients you're working with, like how many different conversations you have to flex back to a different way of working, right? So executive search, right? That teaches you how to 
talk to candidates and figure out what's going on in market and understand what the competitive set is and always be able to have like a lens on what that is. You know, I worked in smaller founder-led organizations, right? And there's an urgency and an agility and that's good or bad frequency in which you need to be able to communicate and deliver. You know, there's larger scale companies, which again, they have systems and infrastructure and, and ecosystems in place that you either inherit or that you build when you do that scale. So you understand how to industrialize ideas. So you know, I don't come in with any preconceived notions around how an organization is set up. I'm just lucky enough to have those different perspectives and we're able to bring it in and, and quickly see what we were all trying to do in different levels of doing that, right? Scale at the Amnesia level, more niche and more founder-led with what we're doing at Evoke, more mid-size and larger how we're coming together and really start to be able to articulate that and work with leadership to bring that to a realization. Yeah, that's great. I think the point about like how ready the organization was or how open they were to allowing you to lead that, that's really great. And it speaks to your capability and how you show up in the organization. That's not always the case, as we both know. And to your point, that can always sometimes be the biggest obstacle to overcome is convincing people that there needs to be a change and that they need to listen to you and how you're going to lead it. So that's great. It sounds like you did a really thorough job educating the group. They were really excited about that type of change and bringing that into place. It's now starting to get to a point where it's in place a little bit. So share if you wouldn't mind, like, where do you go from here? Like, what's next? What are some of the initiatives that you and the team are going to be focused on going forward here? You know, I'll share a quote. Maybe you've heard it, right? Ideation without implementation is hallucination. I think it's time to say, um, right? And that's implementation. <laughs> so <laughs> implementation, 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 delivery, 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 right? Ideation, we're there, right? And we can do PowerPoint decks and create strategies all day long. But as I put together in my 2023 plan, right, it's time we get our shift together. And that's where we are kicking off now. Like, how do we start to deliver? We set up the model. We have ways of working now. It's not solved. We're still working through ATS integrations. We're still working at best practices. We're still trying to figure out like what's our tech stack and the best products for us to use. How do we leverage data in a way that represents what we need to be doing? But we have the core things and the core framework in place. And we have to move from strategy to, to implementation. A big part of that is building partnership and getting embedded in the business. And I think you could build a really good talent acquisition practice or organization that can sit outside ecosystem of the organization. And sometimes in bigger scale companies, you see that. Like you could take it, pick it up, put it in another place, right? It'll work really well. But you know, you need the body really to accept the organ. And that's what we're trying to do. We don't want to just create something that looks good on paper and makes sense strategically for conversations like this, right? We have to actually implement it and build that partnership. So how are we working internally? How do we go to market? How do we core things like sourcing and making sure we're having the right dialogue and we are building the right process and application? How are we building the needed partnerships? How are we going to market with our brand? How are we looking at workforce planning, mobility? How are we looking at our roles more in terms of, like we are saying a little bit earlier, skills and capabilities, not just legacy? It's really the next iteration of taking the strategy from strategic thinking to more granular delivery. Great. The execution, that's where the rubber meets the road, right? That's where the business value is created. So now it's all about that and getting to that business value that the model will deliver. So that's excellent. Last question I would have for you is like, what's a piece of advice that you would have for other people in the TA space? You got a great background, seen a lot of different things, built a lot of organizations. What's some advice that you would have for others in the TA profession? Be a part of the business, right? Make that highly critical and really important. Understand the work that gets done. Understand how the teams are built. Be a part of the dialogue. Have your teams be a part of the dialogue. I've been a firm believer in talent acquisition in a partnership model, not a service model. And it's something even, you know, I've said to this day with my team, like we're not service partners. 
our internal teams aren't our clients, they're our partners. And we have to meet that halfway. And we only do this well if we do it together. But we have an accountability, we have a delivery, and you know, we have a role in what that is. So if we're in a meeting, our partners shouldn't ask why TA is in the meeting, and we shouldn't ask why we're there. We should justify that and we should have perspective, right? And education and bring something to the table every time we're in that conversation. So integrate, 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 understand, and you able to deliver nine times out of ten to just challenge thinking. I mean, I think that's what's fun about my background. I'm more comfortable drawing on a piece of paper, right? Strategies and deliveries and looking at data sets, both qualitatively and, and quantitatively than I am doing other things like writing emails and so forth. So just challenge models. There's not one size fits all. Challenge the way things are working. I do think talent acquisition has come a long way and it's awesome. And There's a lot more happening. I do think others also just say like, this is the way it's always been done. So we're going to continue to move that along. But I'd say challenge those assumptions, challenge those models. Sometimes it's hard, right? Like hiring managers yeah. want to do something a specific way. Leaders have a specific direction, but challenge, use data to back your insights, to tell your story, to tell your narrative. And I think, you know, as they say in team, the rest is cream cheese. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for joining me today. I think that's great advice. I appreciate you sharing everything about the transformation that you're leading and about your background. And I think you did a great job and appreciate you being part of the show. Thanks for reaching out. Thanks for having me. It's super fun and I've enjoyed our dialogue. It's great. Thanks Thanks a lot. Have a good one. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. If something we said today resonated with you, please subscribe, rate, and download our podcast and share the episode with your network. Ready to transform your recruiting practices with leading edge technology, just like our other clients at 3M, Comcast, Stryker, and Walgreens? Then reach out at sagemarkhr.com for a free consultation.